This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Illegalese. Illegalese is a reliable resource that more than a million people have already trusted to help with their illicit operations, including setting up shell companies, money laundering, fake identities, or finding simple death threat letter templates. Illegalese is not a law firm, but they do have a network of independent former attorneys available in most states. You may be a criminal, but you're not a convict. Let's keep it that way with Illegalese. Check out Illegalese.com.ru today to see how they can make life better for you and your cartel. Enter promo code HMT at checkout for an offer you can't refuse. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who's always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce Hansen. Give me that mic! Oh, fuck. Sorry. I'm David Day. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about Greta. The new thriller starring Isabelle Huppert and Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, Grace Moretz. We'll start out giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge, 5 being completely average, and 10 being so good that it's not just a great horror movie, but a great movie in general. Then, later on... We will discuss spoilers and our opinions of the movie and take a deep dive. After that, we will do a couple little bits. We're going to do taglines again. It's been a long time. Oh, so baby. We've done taglines. Reviving the t- up from the dead. Taglines return. And we'll cover a couple bits of horror movie news. But first. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Ah! Uh, but first, what? But first, a couple bits of housekeeping. I'm saying bits too much. We got a website called horrormovietalk.com. It's very easy to remember. Check it out. We got all our links to social media and all our past episodes. We post new episodes of Horror Movie Talk every Wednesday. So please come back. And if you want to make it easier on yourself, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Leave a review if you can, if you like the show. Um, if you don't, leave a review anyways and say you like it. Yeah. Just, you know, lie. You can support the podcast by uh, going on Amazon.com through our button on HorrorMovieTalk.com, and pretty much anything you buy or rent will get a little tiny pittance from Amazon for that. So sometimes we review shows on that are streaming on Amazon. Just click through our website and rent it from there. Also, a friend of the show, Shudder, which is a streaming platform for horror movies. It's like the Netflix of horror movies. If you like horror movies, you probably know what Shudder is already. If you're not subscribed, we got an offer for you. An offer you can't refuse. We got a promo code HMT that if you put it in at checkout, it'll give you a free 30-day trial as opposed to the regular seven-day trial. So check that out. Yeah, suck on that, idiots. So that's all the housekeeping. Thanks again now, for listening. And I, let's... I do have one more piece of housekeeping to, oh, okay. add, okay. to add to this, which is I've been uh, I've been sitting on a blog from Keith, which is his best one yet by a long shot. 
uh, which is really saying something because he cranks yeah, out. Yeah, most some... of them are pieces of shit. <laughs> no, Keith really cranks out some some great stuff, uh, some thoughtful uh, ones. And this this time he wrote Pet Cemetery. When do remakes go too far? An in depth look at the original Pet Cemetery. The new one, what the new one looks like it will be, and kind of a, a look at b- basically horror movie remakes. So, awesome. Look out for that this week. Right. Okay. So we got a great show today. Great show. Um, Super excited. <clears throat> You don't sound excited. I'm. Are you kidding me? Great show. I'm super excited. I am super excited. I'm fucking amped. Um, so let's get into the review. We went and saw Greta, which is an anagram for great, which this film is not. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. mother to hold it. Don't you dare talk to me about my mother. She had to die for me. Are you out of your mind? Look at her. She's full of grinning. She's gone. Everyone needs a friend. Between more than friends, we connected. There's something you need to know about Greta. What? Are you insane? Just try to get rid of Greta. Ah, the French. <laughs> Greta can be found in theaters right now. It's a new release. <clears throat> Greta is one of those films that gives you pretty much everything in the trailer. You can figure out everything that happens in the movie by rearranging the sequence of the shots in the trailer to the most logical sequence of events. Yeah, that's like there's no there's no real surprises after you've seen the trailer. Yeah, that's that's really accurate. I, I it, it's hard to say because like we go to all the horror movies, so we see any thriller or horror movie trailer at least like seven times yeah. before we watch the movie, and so it kind of takes some of the oomph oomph away. 
Yeah, but does it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, man, if you'd have showed me a a trailer for Terrified or for Hereditary nine times, it still would have been a great movie. That's true. That's true. And they do, they show a lot in the Hereditary trailer. Yeah. But we didn't see it like seven times, though, so I don't know. That's true. It's It's hard to draw a parallel. Yeah. Greta is a movie about Francis McCullen, played by Chloe Grace, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, who is a young woman that comes across a lost purse on a subway. And being a good Samaritan, she returns it to its owner, Greta Hildeg, played by Isabella Huppel. Huppel. Oh, I should have gotten the uh, Puppet Master drop. Oh, yeah. What's his name? It's... Oh, I forgot. Verdot. Uh, no, whatever. The two strike a quick surrogate mother-daughter friendship and start spending time with one another. Francis soon discovers that the purse was really a ploy that Greta has used many times before to lure in young women into her orbit. She gets progressively creeped out and discovers Greta's evil secrets too late to save herself. Evil secrets. Greta is an okay film with good acting and a great cast, but heavily contrived danger. Yeah, that that last little piece that you said, heavily contrived danger, is the mo is the biggest takeaway from this movie. I don't know why it's so hard to come up with a premise that's actually really scary because there are so many right <laughs> that I'm, really exist. Yeah. And there, there's a couple tweaks that they could have done. I mean, they they did. Um, well, we'll get to we'll get to that in, in, in a minute. But one if, more one more thing is we might not be. In fact, I know we are not the target audience. Here. No, definitely not. And the, and who is the target audience? <laughs> Your wife. Um, not my wife, but definitely yeah, that demo. Yeah, yeah. So I said, if you can get scared by a middle-aged, slight, 5'3 woman, this movie will terrify you. Yeah. Who's the um, <clears throat> who's the blonde in the office? Ange- uh, Angela. Angela. Yeah. Oh, what's her actual name, though? Is it Angela Kinsey? Uh, it might be. Yeah. If you're... If, if, if a, a woman of Angela's frame and uh, extended years frightens you, Greta will be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. If you, like me, realize that pretty much anyone short of a child could immediately overpower her, it loses some of its edge. The real power of this movie is when it focuses on the creep factor of having a stalker that progressively gets more threatening as she is pushed away. Yeah. This isn't a horror movie. Um, I mean, it's definitely more in thriller territory, but it, I mean, it, towards the end, there's some okay gore and some genuine darkness in the third act. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there were definitely parts where I was where I was worried. You yeah. know, there are parts of this movie where where I was like nervous about what was going to happen. It manipulated me into, you know, feeling emotions, which is the main reason I like horror movies. Right. Um it was entertaining enough but never really grabbed me. I give it a score of four out of ten. Yeah, i i think I think that's the score I kind of expected out of you, someone like you. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I think it's just more just a general five territory. This movie 
didn't did, I don't know I don't know what what for you strikes it down a notch from totally average to a little bit less than average I don't know it was like just not a lot happening in the movie there's just really not there was just a really logical progression yeah and and maybe it's informed by seeing the trailer too many times but there wasn't any surprises and a lot of the danger aspects fell flat. I'm like, what? Why? There's a couple I've, I've got later in the beats that we're going to talk about the, uh, bitch, get out the house moments. <laughs> yeah. There's several of those. Yeah, just like, are. why, why are you going into the house? Right. Why are you going up? Why are you cornering, cornering yourself? yourself? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. So there, uh, it might be a little nitpicky, um, no, but I, I can say that we reviewed the Prodigy, and I thought that was supremely mediocre, and gave that a five just because it was exactly what I expected a movie to have in it. Yeah, it was mechanical. It was Wh- mechanical. Whereas this movie had some, it had some life to it. It was a little bit of. Yeah, I guess there was there was more flair in it and a lot more it was more stylistic but, but that doesn't get rid of your frustrations with it right which are very you know they're solid yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't don't run into the basement intentionally <laughs> on your own right um if you're trying to escape the basement is not the best option don't run past okay there's a front door with a large window in it try the front door is it locked don't bother to break that glass and, and, and open it, you know, and then just jump out or something like that. Just run downstairs into the basement. Right. Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> okay, so you, you'd you give this a five? I give it a five. Um, you know, the more the more I evaluate movies on our scale, the more I tend to go five is is doesn't care either way. You know, it does not have a strong emotional attachment to it, does not have a strong emotional reaction in anger. A four is slightly angry. Right. A six is slightly happy. And this didn't make me either. I just sat there and was like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Ah, the French. So. (laughs) Who is that? It's Orson Welles. That's Orson Welles, supremely drunk. There is a California champion. <laughs> Maybe a pomisson. The best part of that, the best part of that clip is the guy sitting there holding the champagne. Oh my for god, him. it's my favorite part. Watching the guy next to him like pour the champagne, knowing like we're. Why are you not calling cut? We're just gonna have to have props come in and clean out this cup if I pour it in. Ah. The fresh. Ah, the fresh. Ah, the fresh. <laughs> All right, let's get into Spoiler Town. Spoilers. Oops, I had a different filter on there. Shaking it up. <laughs> All right. So a couple things to talk about this. Uh, as Not very talk, much. I mean, <laughs> I, 
I, I realized as I was writing down these things to talk about, I'm like, a lot of this is really negative, but it's not a terrible movie. No. Like, it's, I, I could see an audience that would really like this movie, but it's just not me. Yeah. The acting was decent. Yeah. <clears throat> and the sets were great. Yeah. So everything is in the trailer. So while you're watching it, the only thing you're really waiting for is what is Greta's endgame or what's what's like the big secret or what's the purpose that she's doing it for. And the answer feels pretty lame. Maybe that's why I gave it a four because it just felt like, oh, it's just not interesting. It was very the, contrived. Yeah. the She puts girls in a box slash a prison bedroom and then kills them when the next girl comes along. The end. There's no real explanation or... Um, motivation. Uh, yeah. Or motivation for Greta for why she's so crazy. She just is. Yeah. Okay. You got to go to the... I'm going to... This is going to become a thing for me. Buffalo Bill is the most interesting bad guy in any movie ever, maybe. Why? Because his motivations are quote-unquote perverse and you get to learn about them as the movie progresses and not directly you get to witness his perversions as they come to him and so what what ends up happening is you, you learn about this guy who is it's kind of it's yeah it's technically now it is transphobic because he's a cross-dresser or at least likes to envision himself as as a woman and wear women's skin we'll say on the record that not all trans people are serial killers right for sure i mean just most of them but not all of them we shouldn't judge them your words just by not the majority mine. but as the movie progresses i mean you learn more and more horrific things about this guy he's got a pit under his house where he keeps women he's got a bucket and a little cute little dog he dresses up and 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 dances around to um goodbye horses like this is all fucking weird stuff. This is all alarming, and he keeps he he grows moths to keep as a calling. It's it's just a bunch of weird shit. And Greta, not not didn't have any of that. She's just a bad guy, just bad. Yeah, the big reveal about oh, you know, the thing that you don't know about her, she's not actually French. French. <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually Hungarian. Yeah. Ooh, those! And she's just pretending to be sophisticated in French. Those creepy hungos. <laughs> it's, now that is that does seem like pretty lame. But when she talks in Hungarian for like a brief two seconds, that was terrified. Hungarian is terrifying. Hungarian I is. Um, I, I I have the pleasure of working with a Hungarian woman from Hungary, and it is fascinating to hear the Hungarian language because it is. Not it is one of those languages that is not like anything you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. It has little dribs and drabs of something familiar, but it's and that something familiar is kind of German ish. Mm -hmm. But everything else is just fucking clicks and whistles to me, man. It is a, a, a strange and interesting language. Yeah. So in, in the movie, Francis, in the a lot of the trailer is her um, as Greta confronting Francis in the restaurant. And by this point, Francis knows that she's not really French and says, like, like what? Why are you putting this on? Like, you're actually Hungarian. And then there's this brief moment where Greta breaks into some Hungarian. And I grabbed a clip. Tell me if this doesn't terrify you. 
mute and mean that McTatham are dead. Yeah, that's that's fucking creepy. That that just sounds like someone casting a spell on you. Are dead. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's and you know what? I I I can't remember, but I think we watched another movie where the bad guy was Hungarian recently. Was it? Was it the the prodigy? Was he Hungarian? Uh, prodigy. Yeah, I think he might have been Hungarian. That's right. The hu- Hungarians could be like possibly like an untapped well of great bad guys <laughs> because number one, you're not going to offend them. They are a hardy people who have dealt with a fucking lot, <laughs> and they are you, you're not going to offend them by making them the bad guy. Also, they have a creepy language or potentially creepy. I mean, you heard that clip. Heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so Hungarian. Mute and mean that McTatham are dead. The other, another problem I kind of had was I wasn't really sure what they were going with Francis's character. I think I think it could have worked out a little better the danger aspect if they made Francis f- seem more helpless, right, or more codependent. Like instead of immediately sensing the danger once once all the signs were there, if she was kind of like, kind of like a little fawn who is like giving always giving the best, right? The best giving Greta the best intentions or the shadow right. of the doubt. Yeah, and it might be just the casting because I mean Chloe Grace Moretz. I still think about her in Kick Ass. Yeah, like literally think like, well, yeah, she can kick ass. She's badass. Yeah. Um she she never really sells it in this movie. Instead of portraying a pushover, she's more portraying her as confused or scared. Yeah. It's it's the helpless girl. Yeah. Yeah. And her friend is kind of the more Well, I mean that's not fair. Her her friend and her are very similar. Her friend, by the way, is is played by the same the same, like one of my very favorite horror uh, new horror scream queens um, from It Follows, the girl from It Follows, and then also um, uh, she was in she was in something else. Uh, Micah it? Monroe. Yeah, Micah Monroe. I love her, and uh, I mean It Follows top top three as far as recent, oh, yeah. recent yeah. horror movie. Good, great recent horror movies for me. But uh, anyway, her Chloe Grace Moretz and Mika are. They're very close friends, and they're very similar in that they're kind of the scared girl. Well, no, I don't know. I think in the the way they set up that friendship, the Francis is definitely more of the country bumpkin coming into the yeah. city. Yeah, and there's several times where a friends like you just befriend this old lady that you don't know anything about. Yeah, and that's she's foolish. Like, she's not your surrogate mother, and she like says things like the city's going to eat you alive kind of thing so she's a little more savvy to urban living probably yeah but then her actions later in the film well no that's not true i mean yeah it's... It, but uh, the, the point being francis's character could have been made more helpless because when you've got the villain five, a five three. foot three middle-aged woman that probably doesn't weigh more than 100 pounds yeah. like she's probably like 85 pounds or something yeah wet yeah and uh, you got to you got to really portray your protagonist as super helpless or um, like a pleaser, you know? Yeah. That really is put in the situation of like, uh, I'm not used to someone overstepping the bounds like this. She's pretty much immediately like, oh, hell no. She's like pretty much immediately. <laughs> well, to the no, to the no, 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 no. 
Yeah. So. And, I, and but that's. That's kind of the problem with this movie is everything happens as you would expect it to happen in real life, which is let's notify the police. Oh, there she is. She's standing outside. She's she's stalking me. I'm going to call the police. And then the police get there and the police are like, nothing I can do, ma'am. And then it's, it's just another day. You know, it's nothing. Nothing spooky happens. It's other than the fact that she's standing there looking at her. You know, Greta, Greta is stalking her actively. Right. That's very believable. The cops saying like. She's not breaking the law. There's nothing we can do, which is uh, that is such a great trope in horror movies of the unhelpful cop because it's not even just a horror movie trope. It's just a real life trope. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got your car stolen, huh? Yeah, we never find these like ever again. Ever. You may see the seat of it like in an Astro van in a couple years. (laughs) Um. That being said, I'm sure that they have other things to deal with, you know, like actual murder and stuff. Yeah. But. I want my car. <laughs> yeah, give me my laptop back, guy. Um, the the other the the one frustrating thing that pulled me out of it was the unrealistic reactions of her coworkers and boss. Yeah, I wrote down. <clears throat> Gay bosses are the worst in movies. <laughs> <laughs> like she has this the maitre d or whatever, and I don't even know what. Major days. I'm yeah, assuming, I, assuming is the head of house or the head waiter guy. Yeah, and she's like, "This lady is crazy, and she's stalking me." And he's like, oh, "I don't know. She's got a reservation." <laughs> it's like that's good point. Seriously, All yeah, right. but yeah, but still. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, this big blowout happens in the restaurant. I'm like, and yeah, then and then wh- he's like, incredulous as to why. What the fuck? Hey, hey, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. What the fuck? <laughs> Hey, why why'd you let this happen? It's like this is on you, bro. Yeah, and even even like her coworker, there's like some girl at the bar <laughs> she goes up to she's like Call the police. The like, girl's like, What? Oh, are like, you thinking of a different spot? No, that that that's the one. I can't remember what, what happens, but I remember like there is no one in that they must hate her at her job because there is no sympathetic ear there. My understand now. I've never worked in the hospitality industry. If you worked in the hospitality and someone came in asking for you, and you said, "I don't want to talk to him," turn him away, and then it's look. my understanding that they are thick as thieves and will, even if they hate you, will be like, "I got your back, bro." Yeah. No, on this one, they're like, "Oh, that's your problem." Hey, bitch, get rid of that old lady standing across the street, or something as simple as, "I don't want to serve them." Be like, sorry, they made a reservation and asked for you. It's your table. Yeah. What's up? What else? What Greta's else? over there, like, sharpening her knife. <laughs> Throwing glasses at people. Um, they do do a good job of setting up the relationship between Francis and Greta. I thought that was pretty good in terms of, like, the screenwriting of setting up Francis. She just lost her mother. And she's still in mourning, and it makes sense that she would have welcomed kind of a surrogate mother or, you know, turned a friendly eye to a middle-aged woman in need that, you know, could share life experiences with her or just learn things from. Yeah, that was actually the most enjoyable part of this movie was their um, blossoming relationship. Like, because it felt honest and earnest, and and it felt like... It felt like something that you've experienced before, you know, when you find a new friend and 
And then you get to be better friends and you cook together and, you know, whatever. You enjoy activities and, and each other's company. Yeah. Is there also, is there anything more interesting than a older middle aged to elderly person that's alone, that's single and super sophisticated? Like, that's just like a really interesting person to be around. It I, is. I found. I've come across a couple people where they just have real great taste and they've had just a ton of life experience that's really cool and they still got just the remnants of like I'm a really cool person even though they're just living alone and probably yeah just kind of lonely and not not doing much you know they're not they don't have much of a career that is that is super out. interesting in fact I have a story about that uh, as a kid my parents neighbors were from Germany, uh, they, and um, and he fixed Porsches, and she and he was towards the end of his life, and uh, and she was kind of taking care of him. Her name was Inga, and he, he they a lot they had horses and a dog, and I would go over to their property and play with the dog and pet the horses and stuff like that. And long story short, when when um, the, the old man died. He left the property and all his possessions to PBS. Wow. <laughs> to to OPB, I should say, to the Oregon Public yeah. Broadcasting uh, channel. And she was fucking livid. She's like, <laughs> I wiped that man's ass. But she was super interesting. And, and you know, the, all the things you just described. Yeah. And, uh, and he was too. Uh, and to add to that, interesting bit on the on going out anyway yeah so i mean that's it, it makes sense that you know an old lady that super sophisticated could bring someone in like a spider into their web oh 100 percent. yeah it's, it's a great setup for a villain um but there needs to be a little bit more of nah, i don't know maybe i'm not being fair because because it's not necessarily that she overpowered Francis or anyone, she she did drug them. Yeah, and she mind-fucked them an awful lot. Yeah, but, you know, it'd be pretty easy to confront a little old lady. Yeah. I'm starting say, to get mad at this movie now just get, because it's so uninteresting to talk about. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not super interesting. Well, let's get into the interesting stuff. I'm, I'm sure I've got something in here. Um Okay, let's talk about the bitch get out the house moments. Oh man, there were some heavy duty bitch get out the house moments. Francis is like captured, yeah, put in a box yeah. in this prison room, and then somehow she breaks out. She like overpowers Greta. Oh yeah, cuts off her pinky, right, and uh, you know hits her in, in the noggin, and Greta's passed out, and she goes up to the door and tries to open it, and it's locked, and it's. It's like the kind that you need a key from the inside. She's trying to find the key. She can't get it. You know, passes all this, you know, bank of windows to go into the basement. She runs to the basement. And then she kind of like and then, hats at one of the, win and <laughs> at then the, one she, of the windows in the basement. She that's about at, like three inches by, you know, whatever. Like you wouldn't be able to get out of that window even if you did break it. Yeah, her big move is running past a huge bank of windows into the basement and then running up to this little letterbox window in the basement and literally 
tapping on it with her the tips of her fingers going tap 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 <laughs> like now you're gonna get somebody's attention you should have jumped out of one of those big windows up top right get out the house bitch yeah i mean there's gotta be like a frying pan or something heavy that you could toss out the window or just try to break a door yeah anything i don't know don't run into the basement yeah don't run into the basement the other one is her friend um gets stalked by greta and greta is taking pictures and sending it to francis showing like hey i'm right right behind your friend like you don't know what i'm gonna do and francis is calling her friend and saying like get out you got to get out she's following you she's right behind you because there's pictures of her like literally i can describe your exact location right now yeah and so if you're in that situation if you're a woman inside of a club what would you do well of course you would go out the back door with no one else into a dark alleyway and then proceed down every other dark alleyway (laughs) it's like do do they how, how did these women survive in the city I'm like, told it's very scary to be a woman in the city. I mean, I, if you're a woman in the suburbs, you're, you'd be like crazy to leave a strip mall unaccompanied to your car. Really? You know? God, I'm so unfamiliar with. What I it don't is know. To be I feel woman. like to be a woman, speaking as a man, from from my understanding, is there's just a constant uh, threat of rape, of just like you're always scared of. Someone's going to come and overpower me, so you don't want to be in the dark. You don't want to be alone, you know? Well, speaking as a man who identifies as a woman, Mm -hmm. who's also very homely as a woman, I don't worry about rape very much at all. Right. (laughs) But anyways, those two things were like, oh my gosh, why? It just doesn't make any sense. It's just a horror trope thing, but it's like, eh. Um. The other unbelievable parts is that anybody couldn't take this tiny lady. <laughs> like, just immediately, if you were not bound or drugged, you could immediately tackle this woman and just strangle her to death with minimal effort. There were so many moments in this movie where I had the strong urge to to do exactly that. I was, I was <laughs> like, throwing myself into the scenario constantly and just going, oh, oh, push her nose up into her into her her head cavity right now be like right just kill her just kill her right now like you could just, just take her and shake her kind of hard and she'll die <laughs> shaking greta syndrome <laughs> the the other one that this is just like a nitpicky thing but um when francis's friend comes to rescue her they are in this like little prison room and then they start hearing the p- piano music and they're like <gasps> Where is it? Because the piano is what blocks the door, right. kind of thing. It's what blocks the door to the to the secret girl prison that Greta has made in her house. Yeah, and they're like assuming that Greta's playing the piano just right outside the door, and they're like sneaking around, but she's not. And then they actually find out it's a record player, and I was like, "How could you not know that it's not the piano?" Yeah, that sound. How, how is, could you not know the source of the sound? It's a it's a Pavlov's dog response. It's a Pavlovian response. I guess, but the 
what I was expecting, what would have been better is like it just revealed to be a player piano and that Greta could never play the piano in the first place. Ooh, that would be better. Yeah. That would have been way more interesting because it would have been Greta even more of a fraud. Yeah. But no, it was just a record player. I'm like, well, how did you not know that it wasn't her playing the piano and that it wasn't this record player across the room? Yeah. It basically in another room. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's other little things we can talk about. Landlines and Nokia phones in this movie. Yeah. Like that what was... year? <laughs> why Why do movies, movies in general, are seemingly many years behind the times always? Why are landlines still in movies all the fucking time now? Why is that? Why does that happen? Uh, I don't know. Is it just to, like... I, I used to, I mean, as soon as, as recent as, like, I don't know, five years ago, I, I had a landline. I'm not I, saying it's unbelievable, but why are people calling it? <laughs> you don't use it. Yeah, you have a landline. Wow, these things are fucking hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have a landline, but you don't use it. No one uses it. And and another thing, dogs in horror movies. Can we just... I, we, had, we had a discussion on the first run podcast about this. I'd like to expand on that. Can we get a moratorium going on dogs in horror movies? Dogs that are just gonna be killed every time you see it you go damn it you're just gonna be a a sacrifice to this movie granted in this movie you don't feel too bad because the dog that they picked was going to get euthanized that day that's not how you do this and it's freaking ancient it's like a 21 year old dog in human years and it can barely move. I'm like, uh, okay. What's it like inside that machine of a mind that you have? <laughs> where, where you constantly I mean, are doing I don't cost want, benefit analysis. I don't want to kill the dog. I'm just saying, if you're going to kill a dog, that would have been a good choice. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. And it's, I'm still going, what? <laughs> this is like the Dexter idea of like, if you're going to be a serial killer... You kills. might as well kill other serial killers. Right. You like, do, do the good thing. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's it's still bad. You shouldn't kill people. But if you do. Right. Kill killers. Right. That's like also my. the. Are uh, you implicating this dog as a killer now? The advice from, from uh, Adam Carolla is if you're going to commit. If you're going to do a murder suicide. Just start with the suicide part. <laughs> Touche. I mean, it seems it seems like a good good tip. You yeah. Know? Start there, and then we'll expand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but dogs in horror movies, I don't like it. It's manipulative in the extreme, in a way that I don't like it. In a, in a um, yeah, I don't know. It's just too manipulative to me. It's it's too easy of a way to get me to. Be like, oh no, not the dog! Please don't hurt the doggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just keep going back to like why, why this just isn't very compelling. Like, if there's an old lady, okay, first of all, she's not that old. They like make a big deal about how old she is in this movie, and she's like not old, just in her sixties. Yeah, it's just like a middle aged woman, late fifties, sixties. Um, but if you are, um, followed by an obsessive woman. Like, just 
confront her or, you know, punch her. Yeah. Get her off. Problem solved. Like, just don't. Like be like, uh, Jason is I a com- don't know. Jason is a compelling bad guy. Why? Because he's unstoppable and seven feet tall and three hundred pounds, and he carries a big old you know a big old machete. So, oh, and he wears a hockey mask. That's why Jason is compelling. Greta, not compelling. I mean, she is Hungarian, but aside from that, not compelling. Right. All right. Well, anyways, Greta. You might like it. You probably don't. You probably it's won't. Just, it's not, it is not a good use of your money. It might be a good like uh, thriller to watch on Netflix when it comes out with your with your wife or girlfriend or something. Yeah. Like it's it's a decent compromise if you're looking for kind of some thrills. Yeah, I'm reminded of a, the conversation we had on the car ride back, which is this is a definite genre. This this is there's a an audience who will like this very much. And the movie that it reminds me of is in the cut with Meg Ryan, where there are high stakes on nothing. And (laughs) except like being a woman in the city, in city life and shit gets real all of a sudden for you. And if, if that can resonate with you, within you, that's, that's worthwhile. But it, it, I'm as as who I am. It doesn't resonate with me. I'm not the audience for this. Right. This is the one of those that really toes the line between Lifetime movie or horror movie. Oh, big time! Like if you if you read the description for this for Lifetime movie or horror movie, it would be hard to yeah. tell mm-hmm. which one. Um. So yeah, fi- uh, final recommendations. Who would like this? I wrote down people that like Meg Ryan thrillers, <laughs> based off of your conversation with me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ab- there is a a serious niche for this, and it is a, a predominantly probably female and people p- people who like Law and Order, like people right. who really like Law and Order would love this movie, probably. Although there are a lot of Law and Order episodes that are more compelling, have a a, a more compelling storyline than this by a pretty wide margin, so that might not be being fair to Law and Order. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Moving on. Let's play taglines. Taglines. Taglines is a bit where we come up with new taglines for the movie we were reviewing um, that we think are either better or uh, more fitting. Or funny. Than the, the current tagline. The current tagline for Greta is really lame. There's a lot of lame taglines currently for Greta. Um, Let me find it. Tagline. Where, where do they keep taglines? It's up at the top, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, if you go to the spot where you get external links and external reviews. Taglines. Oh, well, this is a new one. One of the taglines is, who is Greta? <laughs> I think you read it wrong. It's, who is Greta? Yeah, who's Greta? 
No, you're not getting my reflection here. Okay, who is Greta? Who is Greta? Am I gonna good enough? Um, The other taglines that they have is her game has just begun, and don't take the bait. And everyone needs a friend. Everyone needs a friend is probably decent. People, let me tell you about my best friend. So, anyways, we're gonna go back and forth uh, with taglines. Let's start. Greta, don't help old ladies. <laughs> Greta, welcome to the boo box. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> that's a hook, a hook reference. For oh, you. that's good. I like that. You know who was put in the boo box in Hook? <laughs> uh, Dustin Hoffman? No. It was... Um, Grace Moretz? No. (laughs) She was just nominated for an Oscar. Hold on. Oh, the little girl. Nope. Wait, what? Glenn Close. Uh, Glenn Close was that pirate that they put in the boo box. Shut the fuck up. No. Why was Glenn Close playing a pirate extra in Hook? Yeah, it's great. Are you sure? Yeah, watch it. Here, let me uh, pull it up. Oh, say it. Say it. I did. Yes, you may. David is gobsmacked right now. The boo box. No, no, no. The boo box. kills me the boo box uh but why though this is the most interesting taglines somehow morphing the most interesting <laughs> taglines ever we found like one degree of separation between greta <laughs> and, and glenn close and glenn close yeah. Wh- wh- why was that pirate glenn close i know it's great isn't it? i have to know more about that <laughs> Okay, next tagline. Next tagline. Greta, when the French don't surrender. (laughs) All right. Greta. Greta, Greta, Bobetta, Banana, Fana, Fofetta, Me, my, Mometta. Greta. So we're getting to the real good stuff now. (laughs) Greta, anti-kick-ass. Greta, never... do that over Greta never come between a Hungarian and her purse <laughs> okay my my last one Greta pretty little liars <laughs> yeah. Greta this would have been way scarier if it was named Greg <laughs> uh, yeah if if that had been a dude and and the threat of rape was there Man, I'm sold immediately on this movie. Right. Ah, the French. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now let's talk about some horror movie news. Oh, where is it? This just is. So... 
some new trailers. Uh, there's a new Pet Cemetery trailer that we saw in Greta. Uh, much longer and goes more in depth and probably gives too much away. But I mean, it's Pet Cemetery. You've probably already seen it. You already or, know. Or read it. Um, we'll put a link or embed the video on this post um, on our website, horrormovietalk.com. Also, there's a new Red Band trailer for Hellboy. And they are um, saying that they're going after a hard R. They well, got it. Hard R. I don't know. I mean,. They're going after an R. I think I, I read that they already got it. Yeah, so in the Red Band trailer, it does show some some decent gore, like cutting off limbs and lots of blood and stuff. So, and he says, fuck. I don't like the way this movie is going. I don't, I don't like that both... I mean, I mean, the first Hellboy movie was fine it, it for what it was as itself, but I think they... I would have liked, as a big Hellboy fan, the comic books, I would have liked to see an animated Hellboy. Because really the only way to capture the look and feel and tone of Hellboy is is in lots of dark black, just flat black paneling and stuff like that and... You're not gonna you're not gonna do Hellboy justice with a with a real person ever, hmm. in my opinion. Um, also, as of the release of this episode, uh, we haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out. But Midsummer, the new movie by Hereditary director Ari Aster, will be out as of the release of this episode. So we'll include it in the episode's post. I'm really excited to see that trailer. Is that movie supposed to be somehow related to Hereditary? I don't think so. I think it's just uh, his next movie. Yeah. I mean, it looks very, uh, you know, Wicker Man-ish. Okay. Just very surrounding pagan rituals that, you know, get out of hand oh, kind of thing. But it looks great. They've released some artwork and a poster for it, and it looks fun. In other horror movie news, Sabin Films acquires Tone Deaf which stars Pat, Robert Patrick as an old-fashioned widower who's struggling to hide his psycho, psychopathic tendencies. And it's a, uh, the story is a millennial rents his country house and the two generations collide in a home invasion horror film that critiques today's cultural and political climate. Yeah, sounds interesting. Yeah, it does sound kind of interesting. T-1000 is an old racist man. Home Invasion Horror is one of my very favorite subsections mm-hmm. of horror because yeah. it's so plausible. Right. And the thought of some some guy or group of people pushing their way into your house, oof, that's that's the ultimate. I mean, people get I mean, I get upset now when somebody rings the doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> not a good time to be a Mormon missionary. <laughs> what are you doing? Why have you invaded my privacy? Man, if Mormon missionaries just started selling cookies, I wonder how much more popular they'd be. Giving out cookies. No, selling them like Girl Scouts. Well, they'd probably. I mean, but if you want, the if you want your much. foot in the door, you 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 offer the. Cookie. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Jordan peels us is predicted to have a 35 million plus opening weekend. 35 million, estimate. is that good? Is that good? I think that's pretty good. <laughs> um, we were just talking about how great that trailer is. The I got five on it using using that song as like a 
menacing. Going all minor key with yeah, it. It's great. I got five on it Chapter 2 may literally be one of the bloodiest movies ever made. Oh. Jessica Chastain on The Tonight Show said, you know, maybe I can just find this clip. Just a minute. We got time. Oh, I'm going to say something, and I think I'm going to be in trouble, but I'm going to do it. You are? Oh, really? It might be a spoiler. But in the movie, there's a scene that someone said on set that it's the most blood that's ever been in a horror film. See, in a, in a scene. And I'll tell you, the next day I was like pulling blood out of my eyeballs. Like fake blood, fake blood. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> just, just acting, just acting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Gotta love Jimmy. She's so pretty that I'm irritated. I. Damn it. <laughs> Stupid, pretty person. So, yeah, so much blood. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty high bar to set. I mean, if you think about. Uh, the Shining, an entire elevator full of blood, and it's going to be more than that. Uh, Friday the 13th, the bed. Right. It, it, it just exhausting all that blood. I don't think it'll actually be the most blood in a horror movie. There's got to be like a movie with just pools of blood or like an ocean of blood or something. Dead like alive. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe, maybe actual practical blood. Maybe that's what they're talking about. But it's fake blood. I'm talking about, like, there's probably a movie with CGI blood that's, like, literally... The most. An ocean. Oh, yeah. Or a world. Actually, that's a really good metal song um, by Metalocalypse called Blood Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Paramount just bumped Are You Afraid of the Dark, the movie, off their 2019 release schedule. So, that's never a great sign. Wow. Or they might be delaying it to coincide with the TV show coming back on or maybe letting the TV show get some... I don't know. Who knows? Also in horror movie news, a documentary by director Penny Lane called Hail Satan dispels myths about the Satanic Temple. Let's be and, clear. It's it's titled Hail Satan? <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that I, I watched that trailer and it looked pretty interesting. I'll put a link to it on the, on the post for this. Uh, but it basically goes into depth of what the origins of the uh, satanic temple is and how it's more of uh you know a first amendment type of thing than it is a religious thing yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a master troll, a troll idea. movement yeah. mixed with like like first amendment stuff yeah. it's like the original troll movement it's like pre-internet no i guess when was it created you know, was it post-internet or pre-internet? There was a lo- there was a lot of uproar and hubbub in the eighties in in the seventies and eighties and nineties about like that was the the thing to be scared of was satanic cults. Well, yeah, there was the satanic panic in the eighties, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there was literally like a Church of Satan at that time, or if it was just like the scary, you know, um, idea, you know, folk legends of yeah. you know actual people that worshipped the Christian Satan. Right. But this is more about the the modern Satanist movement of uh, fighting for free speech and separation of church and state. Yeah, which are mostly altish looking people who are passionate about their libertarian-esque beliefs. Yeah. It's a a pretty cool trailer. I, I look forward to seeing it. All right, so that's horror movie news. 
Anything else to talk about? <laughs> Greta. Boom. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, you guys let us know if you're interested in us covering new movies as much, or if you'd like us to cover more, you know, older classics, that kind of thing. I'd be interested to know the answer to that question. So let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, usually our, our newer movies get a lot more downloads, but recently not so. Right. Like Prodigy and what was the other one that was recent? Well, they're unremarkable movies. Yeah. I think some of them that get good downloads are the ones that people are on the fence about. Yeah. So that's why I was surprised that Prodigy wasn't higher. No one cares. There's like, no stakes. Like um, Overlord was a pretty popular episode. Strangely popular. And I could see that's like, eh, I'm on the fence. Like, it could be like a blockbuster that I would want to see, but yeah. I'm not really enthused about it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, let us know. Let us know in the uh, comments or on social media whether you're interested in new release horror or if you want us to go delve in the classics. We still haven't done, like, Exorcist or oh, any, man. Some, any of the real old classics. Um, And we still got Dead Knight in the wings. Oh. I mean, that might be our secret, <laughs> our secret winner. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate anyone that takes time to to listen to the show and to share it because, you know, we take time to to make it, and it's a little passion project of ours. Yeah. We hope you like it. Let us know what we're doing good, what, are, what we're doing bad. We're very open to, to change yeah. and uh, modifying uh, whatever. We got a comment on Twitter, or no, it was uh, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, someone said, these guys are shit. <laughs> What did he say? He was like, you don't... It was like a basic fact he, that we got wrong. Yeah, about... So this was on The Nun, um, on our episode about The oh, Nun. Oh, right. Which was like episode five for us. Yeah. And and he mentioned, you know, they got a basic p- part of the movie wrong, and yeah, we did. Yeah, Tessa Farmiga and whatever... The whatever other, was. The, we thought it might have been a mother-daughter relationship between the two actresses but they're actually sisters right and he was like you couldn't just check that which is a fair point it's a we fair sh- point we should just look that up on imdb but i mean to our credit we don't want to be one of those podcasts that literally just reads imdb right to you there's enough of those yeah <clears throat> and just open up the trivia section of imdb and and read it back and like to be that. fair to us we did in the next very next episode we corrected ourselves yeah so we had an errata in the next episode. Yeah, we, we apologize. <laughs> so, uh, fuck that guy. But if you want to br- <laughs> tell us what we did wrong, we won't be that. You know, we appreciate it. Yeah, please share the show, too, if you like it. Or if you just know someone that likes movies, or especially horror movies, let them check us out. And uh, let them make the decision whether they like it or not. <laughs> you know about Tessa Farmiga and yeah. Viraga. Once again, Shudder um, is a sponsor of sorts, so if you want to check them out, go to Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and enter in code HMT at checkout to get a 30-day free trial. Again, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, go to our website at HorrorMovieTalk.com and click through on the button up there, and we'll get a little taste. Thanks again. Have a good week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. I love you. Bye.